Welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you're here today. Last week, I got on my Instagram and I asked in my stories, what topics do you want me to cover in podcasts? And I got out my podcast notebook and I read all of the comments that came in. And a really common one that came in multiple times was, what is the difference between tracking calories and tracking macros and which one is better? So today we're going to break down the calorie. We're going to break down macros. I'm going to explain the difference, how they kind of affect each other and why I think one is better with complete detail. And I hope that this solves this question for you if you have it as well. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. All right, so first let's talk about the difference between a calorie and what that is and what a macro is. So a calorie is a unit of energy. It is basically the amount of energy released when your body is breaking down food. So when you eat an apple, it's the energy that it takes your body to digest and absorb the food that you just ate. That's pretty simple. It's just a unit of measuring energy. It's not done on weight on weight or length or anything like that. Macros are similar in the fact that they are like a calorie where they are a unit of energy, but they are specifically tailored towards macronutrients. So here's how macros work. There are actually two different types of nutrients that we need. One is a micronutrient, and micro means small. That's the nutrients that we need to function on a daily basis in small numbers. That's our vitamins, our minerals, you know, some of those things. Macro means a lot of. So when I say macronutrient, that's the food items we need a lot of to function in our daily activities. So that is a protein, a fat, and a carb. I'm going to get in a little bit to how calories connect with macros and connecting them together so you understand that. And I don't want you to get lost in the science, but let me explain this. So one gram of protein is equal to four calories. So remember, they're both units of energy, measurements of energy, but for macronutrients, we're looking at the essential, the macros that we need a mass amount of. So for protein, one gram of protein is equal to four calories. The reason we need protein is because it builds muscle, it helps with our hair and skin, it helps us grow, it, it actually helps give us energy, but it's really a good building um, macro in that it helps us to be able to develop. So it's huge in muscle and in growing in general. The next one is a carbohydrate. A carbohydrate is also, for one gram of a carbohydrate, is equal to four calories. And the biggest purpose of a carbohydrate in our body is it is the number one main source of energy. That is what helps us jump, walk, move, get out of bed, whatever it is. Mainly, our body likes to take from our carbohydrates first before any other macronutrient for energy. 
the last of the three macronutrients, is fat. Now, fat for one gram of fat is equal to nine calories. So remember how we said this is a unit of energy? That basically means per one gram of fat that there is more energy in that gram of fat, which is why it's equal to nine calories. It's harder for our body to break down fats, which is also why fats keep you full and why it is worth more calories than a protein or a carb. Fats are really important because it helps us with developing certain hormones, and it is a huge help in developing fat-soluble vitamins. So a lot of times if there's not enough fat in the system, your body doesn't even like take in the micronutrients very well, and fat helps us do that. It helps us be able to make those vitamins soluble so that our bodies can use it. So all three macronutrients have a purpose. Now, where calories also connect to a macronutrient is the sum of the macronutrients, the sum of the proteins, fats, and carbs combined is what equals the calories on a food label. So they are all a measurement of of energy, but the macros are a measurement of the exact nutrients that we need for energy. And that's kind of the difference between the two of them. So now let's break down and get into the advantages of calorie counting versus the advantages of macro counting. So for one, calorie counting has been around forever, like decades. I remember being little and hearing people talking about calorie counting. Macro counting actually is, I don't want to say it's newer, it's been around a long time, but it actually was started by bodybuilders because they were kind of tired of the low calorie diet and then increasing and they wanted to find a little bit of a balance. So that is a newer newer age, but really it's still been around a long time. But calorie counting is older. The reason why calorie counting is, it can be effective is because it's kind of nice for beginners because it's easier. You're not trying to balance any numbers. You're just told, hey, you know, if someone says hit 1500 calories, that's all you have to do is keep track of the total number of calories. So it can be easier on a beginner and there's just a lot less work to it. Often with macro counting, like I will tell my clients, it's a little bit like playing a game of Tetris because you have three different macros that you're trying to hit different numbers, and sometimes foods have more than one macro in it, so they sometimes have to move their foods around, and it feels like Tetris, like, oh, I have too much fat here, so let me pull out this fat, and let me add in some protein here or carbs here, and it kind of can feel like a game, so that can be kind of hard for people, so calorie counting can simply be a little bit easier for beginners. Now, while calorie counting is easier because you're just accounting for the total sum of calories going in your body, the advantages of macro tracking are that we are measuring and paying attention to the percents of each nutrition each nutrient that is going into our body and in our foods daily. So this can allow us to raise or lower our intake based on specific nutrient needs or things that match up with our health goals. This basically ensures that you are going to have some essential nutrients incorporated into your diet because you're not solely counting macros because technically, if you're just counting macros, you can have no nutritional value in it because you are not solely tracking calories. Because technically, if you're solely tracking calories, you can have very minimal nutritional value in your food intake. That is definitely an advantage of macro tracking in that it helps ensure that you have certain nutrients in your body that are going to help you with your goals. Another advantage for macro counting, which 
I think is really important is it is actually more precise in your ability to track it. So this is where it gets tricky. As I mentioned that the calories are the sum of the macros. So when you're reading a food label, imagine pulling up a food label right now. In fact, you can go grab a can of soup or whatever you want. On it, the proteins, fats, and carbs combined are going to equal the calories. Now, here's where it gets tricky. The FDA allows labels to round down or up by 10 calories, up to 10 calories. So if you have had 10 foods during the day that were able to round down up to 10 calories, then your total of calories is actually going to be off, but you won't know that because of that rounding option that the FDA allows for calories. A side factor to that that is a little bit different for macros is they are only allowed to round down or up for macros by 0.5 grams. Now remember, I'm going to walk you back to remember how many you know calories the carbs equal, how many calories the protein equal, and the fat. Let's do an example for carbs. So let's say if it's only allowed to round, the FDA only allows them to round by a 0.5 of a gram. Remember, one gram is four calories. So if you're only allowed to round to 0.5, you're rounding by two calories because one gram is four calories. So that allows you to actually be a lot more accurate and leverage your calories better because it's harder to get way off track with those because they're a little bit stricter on those guidelines, which is another reason why it's definitely an advantage for macro tracking and that the labels with the macros have a tighter restriction on them to be accurate. The next advantage for macro tracking is you can manipulate your macronutrients so much better when you're tracking those. With calories, a lot of times you're either low calorie or you're not low calorie. That's your only options. It's we're going to slice and slash all of your calories out or we're going to increase them. But with macros, there's a lot more freedom to basically manipulate the nutrients that you're having to get your goals. So you could do carb cycling, which allows high carb days, low carb days, high fat days, low fat days. You can do a diet that is focused on building muscle. So like we talked about how macro tracking can be really effective for your goals. If you're trying to build muscle, you're probably going to want to have a little bit more carbs and protein to really build that muscle. If your goal is fat loss... Now, this is going to vary depending on coaches, but it's really easy to manipulate the fat or the carbs to be able to get people fat loss. I tend to lean towards a little bit lower carb diet for fat loss, and then I bump up the fat because I want them to stay full. Because remember, there's more energy in one gram of fat, so I'm able to kind of not have them be hungry and still have some fat loss, but that's going to depend on the coach. But either way, it allows the manipulation of the numbers without just simply slashing your intake, but more just offsetting your intake with the different nutrients. So there's a little bit more freedom in that in the manipulation if you are doing macro tracking. So I'm sure that clearly you can tell that I lean towards macro coaching. I really like macros. I think they're effective. I think they help people build balance in their life. But I'm going to explain a little bit more why I think that they are more effective than calorie counting. All right, so I'm going to give you an example really quick of comparing macros and calories and progress to saving money in a bank account. So it's super clear. 
Imagine your calories are your bank account. It's the main account that all your money comes in and out of, and that is your calorie bank. Then you're going to have three cards connected to that bank account. Maybe you have a debit, your partner has a debit, and maybe there's a credit card connected to it. Imagine those as your proteins, fats, and carbs. Now, if your goal was to save money and you just kept constantly checking your main account, like the big account saying, well, we're not saving money. What's going on? Why why is nothing going in there? What's coming out of there? It's not going to be effective as if you monitored the three things connected to the bank account, the three cards that you have that put money in or pull money out or whatever's happening with those cards. If you can be aware of those cards, you can be like, you know what? I want to make sure that this debit card is only spending this much money. I want to make sure this debit card is only spending this much money. Then you're going to have a better chance of keeping more money in the bank account for your savings because you've balanced out the cards better. And that is a perfect example of what macros do for you. You're trying to balance out those three cards and make sure you're monitoring those because that's going to help your savings account, that big account grow if you're monitoring the exact things that are coming in and out of it. For one, I need you to know that there really is a disadvantage with both because whether you are tracking calories or you are tracking macros, either one can still create an obsession. You can still be on a very, very low calorie diet, which is going to create a binge cycle where you undereat and overeat. And whether you're tracking calories or you're tracking macros, both of those happen and you have to be aware of undereating and your mental state doing it and if it's actually healthy mentally and physically even if you think this is going to get you to your goals a lot of times it might seem effective short term you know in the first week or two or three in a program but if you're like ooh this is unhealthy mentally or i'm seeing some bad food habits where i'm starting to like fear food or anything you have to be aware of that. So both of them do have that disadvantage that they can create obsession and a very low you know, intake, no matter what you're tracking, can backfire majorly with some binging and an unhealthy relationship with food. On the flip side to that though, both of them can have some freedom and that no matter what your diet is, no matter what your goal is, if you're trying to lose fat, if you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to just maintain in the middle, there really should be a little bit of freedom in your intake. I think that both allow for the ability to have an 80-20 lifestyle, but I do think that it makes it a little bit easier with macros because you can make sure that you're getting 80% healthy foods because it's aware of the macronutrients going into your body. And you can tailor those nutritionally dense foods, you know, in the proteins, fats, and carbs to meet and tailor towards your goals, whether it's fat loss or muscle gain. So it kind of makes sense and there should always be some freedom. The other comment I got when I asked about the podcast and what I should talk about was I had a lot of people say, which diet should I do? Should I do macros or keto or paleo? And even within my clients, sometimes when I do lives, because I do live you know, talks in my private glute for my clients, sometimes they'll say, which is better, macros or this during pregnancy? Let me be super clear. Macros alone is not a diet. You can use macros with a diet, but macros are simply a way of looking at your proteins, fats, and carbs. So you can do macros and keto at the same time. You can do macros and paleo at the same time. Or you can just do a diet that is super specific and it is not tracking macros. 
because macros aren't a set strict um, form of restriction of any food, it's about balancing the numbers. So for example, paleo. A paleo diet is when you eat lean meats, fish, fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds. You're basically eating things that you can either hunt or gather. That is a paleo diet. So you can track macros with a paleo diet, but it's not a necessity. So I just want to make that super clear that utilizing macros, you can do it with a diet, but macros alone necessarily aren't a diet. It's a way of setting up your macronutrients, the nutrients that your body needs to fit your goals. Now, because macros aren't a diet and they're kind of a little bit more flexible, a lot of mainstream diets and people you will see bash really hard on macros and they kind of give it a bad rap, especially if they are a clean eating diet or they are of that mentality. So they'll say, you can do your macros, but like you could fill it all with junk. There's no guidelines. Like your diet doesn't say you can't have sugar or you can't have this. Like if you're doing the whole 30, they're not eating flour, you know? So there's not any strict restrictions like that if you're just tracking macros. And so people will say, you can just fill it with junk. I did this test one time with my clients and we were in a live and I did all the math for Twinkies because <laughs> I was trying to explain why macros were different than calorie counting. I said, listen, you could eat, and I can't remember if it was four to five Twinkies, and I did the math on it, and I calculated all the fat and the carbs, and I was like, that would equal up all of your fat and carbs, and then you could literally have four protein shakes, and you could hit your numbers. You could do that if you want. But I asked them, how do you guys think you would feel? And everyone was like, oh, I'd feel terrible on the inside. So while macros do give you the freedom to choose what you fill your foods with, you also have to be aware of how you're feeling and that most of the time that is really tricky to not get some healthy foods in when you are tracking your macros because, I mean, protein, there's not really junk food very much that's protein. Um, you can choose really healthy carbs. A lot of times we're taught to fear carbs and there's plenty, like a vegetable is a carb. When I am eating broccoli, that is technically a carb. It may not be high in carbs, but it has carbs in it. Same thing with asparagus or green beans or whatever it is. And same thing with fat. So I like macros because while it can get a bad rap, it does kind of make sure that you get some nutrients in there, but it actually allows for freedom because I cannot maintain a 100% clean diet. And there's a lot of diets out there that want to fully kick out foods. And I don't believe in that. If I mean, obviously there's food sensitivities and you have to be aware of that for you. But if there's not, I don't like to fully kick out foods because I have seen it in so many clients create this mindset of restriction and that obsession and then overdoing and then restricting again. So I love macros because it gives people the freedom to truly live an 80-20 lifestyle. So on the flip side of saying like it's you can just fill it with all junk, at the same time, it's really easy with macros to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to fit a scoop of ice cream into my macros. I'm going to fit a ball of cookie dough. I'm sure that all you clean eaters out there want to burn me at the stake for saying this right now, but I can't live on a diet that is 100% clean because I lose my crap. I want to eat everything in the room and everything in my neighbor's fridge when I do that. So I have found with macros, it allows me to make sure I'm eating nutrient-dense foods, but it gives me a little bit of freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to fit in you know, a scoop of ice cream into my 
diet for today after dinner and I don't have to feel bad about it. So oftentimes macros can help you replace that mindset of the bad food, good food mentality because obviously while you know sugar is not as good for you as green beans, at the same time, like we live in a world where sugar is everywhere and if you can moderately fit it into your diet and live a lifestyle where you don't have to overdo it and you can maintain or you can lose weight, that is a win, 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 high five up and down all the way around the block. Like that is a good thing. So one of the number one things I see with clients is they are able to break that, oh, that's a bad food, I can't eat that, when they're macro tracking because they realize I can fit in some moderation here. I can fit in a piece of chocolate if I just track it and I count it. It just accounts as a fat, no big deal. I'm just gonna include it. So that gives a little bit more freedom and can help people mentally break those chains of fearing food and it makes you mentally feel so much better. So I'm a huge advocate of that. And I feel like macros gave you that freedom. Before I got into macros in my early 20s, I was of the mentality of you need to eat 100% clean. And you know what? I felt like a hypocrite. I, In fact, I didn't feel like a hypocrite. I was a hypocrite because I would eat clean. You know, I was in college and just right after college, I would eat super clean and then I would lose it. And I would like eat all the things that I told myself I could never eat because they were so unhealthy. And I would eat all of them at once. And once I started macro tracking and being aware of like, no, I actually can fit stuff in. It freed me from that binge cycle. And when I wasn't under eating. Now, if you're an under eater and you're in the binge cycle, you need to go back to my episode on how a calorie deficit backfires. But Part of that, you may not be under eating, but just having that mentality of over-restriction almost makes you obsessed with that food. So once I was able to 80-20 balance things out, that binge went away. I haven't binged forever, years and years. Like ever since I started macro tracking, I stopped. It, it saved me because I realized I don't have to fear food. And so that is a huge benefit of macro tracking is that it can help you see that there truly can be moderation and you can truly lose fat, gain muscle, feel good, and still have some moderation. With calorie tracking, if you're trying to have some moderation, that 80-20, it's a little bit trickier because you're kind of putting the guesswork. And if you struggle with that mentality of feeling shame and guilt after you eat a cookie, it's harder with calorie tracking because you can't really see what you're doing. But with macro tracking, you can see, no, no, this fits my parameters. I can do this. And I'm not like, I haven't fallen off the rocker. So that's why I really like that for the 80-20 mentality with macro tracking. I do also want to finish with the thought that whether you are are doing any diet, whether you are calorie counting, macro tracking, or doing a very set diet with you know restrictions and set rules, but especially when we're talking about tracking, if you have an eating disorder or if you become obsessive with your numbers and tracking and always keeping them super low calorie, super light, never trying to just eat balanced, that I would say you probably need to take a step back from tracking and avoid tracking because it can become mentally overbearing if you feel like it's creating an eating disorder or disorderly eating. It should be helpful in seeing 
balance. So remember, relating back to the bank account, if you are too low and you are never putting any money into the bank account, whether you are using multiple accounts, like we said, comparing it to macros, if you had three cards connected to one bank account, or whether you were just monitoring the one bank account, if you are always low, if you are always obsessive, if you are always keeping your macros or calories super low and overthinking it, it's going to create some mental stress if you're always overthinking the process. So that is important too. And if you think you are overthinking the process and it's hindering your abilities to like be social or have a normal life, then I would take a step back from that. For me personally, and for many of my clients, I have felt my fear of food and I've watched their fear of food improve so much as they were able to see a little bit more balance in their diets. And for them, that was through macro tracking. But if you're feeling obsessed with macro tracking, Another option, which I do teach to my clients within the first week, because I think it's really important to know, I teach a method called naming your plate, which is basically a visual awareness of what nutrients you're putting on your plate. As you go on and you get really used to macros, you could also call it intuitive eating with macro awareness. So that allows people to have some freedom and not track if you can be overly obsessive or even maintain where you are and not track, but still have some awareness of the nutrients going in your body. So for example, if I have a lunch and I'm like, you know what, my lunch, because I visually eyeballed it, it had a lot of carbs on it. It was mainly carbs, had very little protein or fat. For dinner, I'm going to have something that's a little bit higher in fat and higher in protein. So it allows me to be aware of the macros without having to do the nitty gritty of tracking and naming your plate or whether you want to call it Intuitive eating with macro awareness can be super effective as a lifestyle and that it keeps us aware. It's like we're checking that bank account without overly thinking through the bank account and overly obsessing with it. And that can still create a very balanced lifestyle with awareness of nutrient-dense foods. And one last thing, if you do feel like you have an extremely obsessive relationship with food or you overthink it or you feel like it's hindering your life, do not be scared to go see a therapist. Therapy is cool. I am telling you, therapy is cool. I worked for a really long time as a health guide for a health company where when people were suicidal or if they overdosed or if they had an eating disorder, I often would, they would send me out to the hospitals. I would help them make aftercare appointments so that when they left the hospital, they had the support. And I fell in love with therapy when I did that because I saw how it helped people. So you don't need to suffer if you do feel like you have an intense relationship with food and it's never getting better. Go see a therapist. It's not going to matter if you're counting macros or if you're tracking calories. If your relationship is overly rocky, you just might need a little bit of help. And that is awesome. That is totally cool. I really hope that this podcast helped explain and give you a clear view of how macro tracking works compared to calorie tracking. Obviously, I am a massive fan of macro tracking because I think it helps us learn balance and it helps us with nutrition and it helps us just really live a lifestyle. And for me, I am never about the extreme. I am never about a crash and burn. I am always about how can we actually make this a lifestyle, something we can maintain. And whether we're tracking or we're naming our plates or whatever method we're doing, we're having some balance because I think that's going to be way better long term. 
If this podcast was helpful for you, if you've liked any of my episodes, I really, really appreciate your reviews. I read them all the time. It always makes me happy. I really appreciate your reviews. So please go ahead and leave a review on wherever you listen to the podcast. I also love when you share the episodes on social media. Please tag me. I love to see them and I would love to respond and connect with you. And don't forget to subscribe. You got to hit the subscribe because then they automatically download to your phone and you won't miss any episodes because they come out every Wednesday. And I hope we are always talking about things that help you feel like I got this. I can do this. Health is my jam. I don't need to fear it.